Hello and welcome to this slightly different episode. Because it's Christmas, I've decided to pull out all the stops. And this includes purchasing a fireside effect that sounds more like a forest fire than the sort of thing that you would find at home in your grave. Enjoy. Let's find out what's behind door number one of this very special Pop Goes the Tam Tam advent calendar. Some clues about this Advent episode. It features the North Pole, some face huggers and Papa Crimbo. That's right, we're going to be looking at the 12th Doctor Christmas special, Last Christmas. seems to be the problem. Joining me by the fireside to discuss this episode is my very special guest. Tamsin's mum. <laughs> my mum. <laughs> Who does have a name. It's Nick. So we actually took some time and watched this episode together again. Yep. And... I've got to say, it was a lot better than I remembered. Yeah, I, I felt the same too. I was not mightily impressed the first time round. But um, it, on second viewing, much improved. Yeah. I think it's because we'd gone into food comas at that point. I think you're right. <laughs> Christmas food comas. Yeah. You just kind of watch it. You don't pay attention. It's a thug. <laughs> A fuck of food. A fuck of oh, I love that. Christmas, a fuck of food. <laughs> now, I do have to say, I have a couple of issues with this episode. My first one, I feel, is the most heinous one, which is Last Christmas was not the song that was played when they went into the infirmary. Yeah. yeah. It was just right there. It was low-hanging fruit. All I can think is they couldn't get the rights for it. I'm sure that's what it was. Well, now. What seems to be the problem? This is the North Pole. We don't want any trouble here. Hey, Rudolph. Easy, son. Oi, sleepyheads. Christmas Eve. Early to bed. Initially, I wasn't madly keen on having Father Christmas in it, but watching it again, um, it kind of made sense and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, because you said, oh, I really don't like Nick Frost as Father Christmas. You caveated that with, you liked his performance and you liked Nick Frost. You didn't like, you thought Father Christmas being in it was a bit cringe. I did. As you watched the episode, though, it changed your mind, didn't it? Yeah, it did, because it kind of made a lot more sense. And and I do still think it was a little bit cringy, but I did enjoy it anyway. 
I've got to say, I think the strongest bits of the episode were the bits with Father Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, the interaction between Capaldi and Nick Frost was quite good. Yeah, and I just thought Nick Frost was really good. He gave a really different version of a character we've seen thousands of times. He was very convincing. He was very convincing, yeah. Considering, he's, A, he's, he's, he's Father Christmas and, and also a character in a dream. His father Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he got his head around that and did a good job. I thought. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I really, I really loved his performance. And I loved the naughty little elves. The elves. Interjections was quite amusing. I thought they were incredible. Absolutely loved the elves. And as we know, one of the elves is also Strax. Yeah. So it was lovely to see that actor out of his makeup, which was really cool. Even the little throw-ins, like. The tangerine references that were yeah. a running gag. I quite like that as well. I loved all the mum and dad jokes as well. Like things that the that your parents tell you about Christmas. Magic carrots. Magic carrots. Yeah, I, I, I've i got two sleighs. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. I just, so funny. I thought it was really funny. And it gave you a nice bit of levity. Mm. To what's quite a scary thing. It's also quite a depressing episode because really, depressing episode, yeah. it's really a lot about grief, isn't it? Definitely, and mortality. Yeah, but it, it keeps pulling, pulling back to that last Christmas. It's our could be everybody's last Christmas. It's probably your last Christmas. It, you yes. never know. No, but it was yeah a bit bit of a downer. I think on that score well we have uh, we've both got criticism towards um like the john lewis adverts and things like that where it does make christmas very depressing Mm. yeah you know i know it's one of those festivals that is sort of melancholy well it marks out what might have been your first christmas what might have been your last christmas with somebody and you never know until it's in the past well, yeah, I mean, that's why people toast absent friends. Isn't yeah, it? Christmas can be, I feel, very depressing mm. sometimes in, in a lot of media. And I'm getting to that age. I don't know about you, but I just don't need to see. <laughs> and no. to be honest, I feel, I also feel that way with a lot of Pixar films now. I've gotten to the stage where a lot of them I can't watch anymore Too because sad. I just can't be dealing with this. <laughs> no, Christmas, you do want to be. You know, I mean, if you're going to go to the basic level, it's quite an expensive time. And so and, you want to really enjoy every quite, minute of it. And it's quite stressful as it's well. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, you've got your relatives around. Maybe you see them quite often. Maybe you don't. Tiny tops playing up. The same arguments reoccurring all the time. Yeah. No. <laughs> The cat pulls all the lights off the tree. Well, rabbits, the the rabbits eat the lights. I mean, that's happened to us before. (laughs) So it injected a nice bit of levity into into an episode that's both got scary factor and also has got a very maudlin sentimental factor to it. I'm a dreamer. It's important. It's a very important thing. That is totally how you guessed all of my presents. <laughs> I miss you. Five minutes. What? You can miss me for five minutes a day. And you better do it properly. 
You better be sad. I expect my five. But all the rest of the time, Cora, all the rest of the time, every single second, you just get the hell on with it. Clear. The episode hinges on grief and acceptance mm. of grief. Yeah. You know, we know that the Doctor's already accepted that Gallifrey is gone, but now we're dealing with Clara's acceptance that Danny is gone. And I think up until the minute she admitted to the Doctor that Danny was dead, she hadn't fully given in to her grief. No, she hadn't completely accepted it. I think that, you know, that, and also the fact that they admitted to each other that they, they'd each lied. I love that, yeah. You know, and the realisation on her face of, of the enormity of that yeah, was, was, was quite good, I thought. Well, I also think that it showed that these two people are such good friends and care for each other so much that they're willing to sacrifice that amount of, you know, knowing they're not going to see each other again. and Yeah. Which is real, real love. Oh, yeah, that's real love. That's real friendship. And I... I love to see it in Doctor Who, mm. you know, because I think it's very easy to be quite flippant about the Doctor and the Companions relationship, but it is a deep relationship. We've seen it again and again and again. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, you could think of the Doctor and Donna. What he does to Donna is wrong, mm. but he can't let her die. No. You know, so he overrides her will to actually stay as she is and to die. It's selfish. It's awful. But it's the lesser of two evils. But it comes it? from a place of love. Yeah. As misguided as that is. Yeah, yeah. Am I next? Is it me now? Shona, you're going home. You're surviving. But do you want to hang out sometime? We can just hang out. Sure. Santa, can I stay a bit longer? Wake up, really. It's not really something we do every day, is it? No, no. Strictly once a year. We stay. We die, Clara. You're always such a downer, Doctor. A good placeholder for Clara to leave this episode. Originally, from everything that I've read, this was going to be Jenna Coleman's final episode and really her farewell as Clara Oswald. And to me, this is perfect for that. She came in in a Christmas episode. She goes out in a Christmas episode. And the idea that at the end, when he finally finds her, she is an old lady and 62 years of past is so interesting and I don't think it's a sad ending for her because she had all that time all those 62 years a fulfilled life exactly she talks about learning to fly a plane teaching in all the places in Europe she has had amazing a, experiences a good, life. a good life yeah and it also means that selfishly Within those 62 years, we could have had, I mean, admittedly, Jenna Coleman's a very busy actress. I don't think she'll ever return. But there would have been that potential door left open for her. Because within those 62 years, she could have had many adventures. I honestly feel that Series 8 was one of the best series 
it has a coherent story arc it makes yep. sense and every episode is good very good and it would have been great for the end of that with the Christmas special to have just rounded that all out because her ending is really fulfilled. Get the feeling that she's made peace with herself. Even though you love a character, you have to let them go. And this felt like someone who was holding on to a character that really should have been let go because mm. her story is done. Mm. And really, I do think series nine... And what happens to her in series nine is really, again, all of this coming back again. It's the, I'm going to let you go. Then she dies. Then she comes back. You know, then she goes off and has her adventures. But she'll always die in Trap Street. It's, it just goes round in circles. So, originally, Shona is one of those companions that we didn't get. So, for instance, in Delta and the Bannerman... There was a character called Ray who was meant to be a companion. In the end, they had the choice between Ray or Ace to replace Mel, and they went obviously with the amazing Ace. Fantastic. <laughs> also, in the 10th Doctor era, in Partners in Crime, before Catherine Tate agreed to come back as Donna Noble, the original idea was to have the journalist character Penny Carter, who does appear in the episode as the companion now obviously that never happened and they scrapped those ideas there was the intention that series nine shona would be the companion interesting i absolutely would have loved a a companion between clara and bill the tardis is outside so so all of time and all of space sitting out there I've got to say, I think this episode is a great Christmas episode. I mean, I think the stakes are quite high. The idea that these creatures are maybe infested the whole planet, the dream crabs, is legitimately quite scary, I think. I do too. And that's what you always need, I think, for a Doctor Who oh, God, yeah. episode. I think the dream crabs themselves are really interesting. I do think, though, the way that they were, like, parting the bone in your brain, it's, put, it's dissolving your brain. I mean, really, by the end of the episode, they should be oven ready. <laughs> <laughs> For me, that was the only thing. I felt like there was a clock ticking, but they kept reassuring us that we had enough time to make it to the end of the episode before mm. the timer went off. Mm. And that for me. But I would love to see the Dream Crabs return. I think that they were really interesting. How scary. Yeah, and it gave you a different end to a, um, to a story because, you know, if things are going slightly in the wrong direction, you can always say, surprise, it was a dream. Yeah, <laughs> we love that. It does make you wonder, though. It does open it up for the question. Did they ever actually wake up? Well, they <laughs> Are they actually dissolved? Did the Doctor ever wake up from this? We don't know. Would have been interesting to know. Yeah. I have to say, I, 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 I do... I know this is slightly off-piste a bit, but I love the Clara's 
the dream house. I loved all the decoration in there. I love that you bring this up because I almost didn't break, bring this up. So what I wanted to say is, where is Clara in this in this situation? Because we know she's not. We know that Clara lives in a flat. That's established. So I don't think this house is her parents, her dad's, because when she was with Danny in the dream her dad knocks on the door, the outside door. So that kind of implies that he doesn't live in the house because he knocks on their own door to come in. Yeah. You know, so... Unless you've got any keys. Yeah. <laughs> That's just your phobia. <laughs> My mum's got a phobia of forgetting her keys all the time. It's never happened, not even once. It did and once. We, when? The back door. When do you use the back door? <laughs> Wait, so let me just get this right. You forgot the keys for a door that you don't access that often. Yes. <laughs> and that's traumatised you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the worst thing was, that I what I'd forgotten was the French windows were open. I mean, that's just... We'll just we'll leave it there. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, is it a dream house? Because at the end, when they find each other again, and she's young, that's the room, that's the bedroom she's in, and that's the house she's in. So you thought that was a lovely house? I thought it was a really nice house, and I did like the way it sort of went back to, it kind of, the roof especially reminded me of the snowmen which is the first episode that clara appears in yeah. victorian clara yeah so i wondered if it was a call back to then obviously it would have been great to wave goodbye to her you know <laughs> don't get me wrong i know that there's a lot of clara oswald hate in the community personally i like clara oswald i do too I would also say, I think Jenna Coleman's one of the best actresses we've ever had on the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, some of you may dislike the character. Personally, I don't. I'm not one of those people. But whatever no, you want to say... I really like Clara. I really like her. But whatever you want to say, you can never dislike Jenna. She's a great actress. Yes, she is. She's yeah. very talented. Very talented. Incredible. So, yeah, I always wonder who, what is that house? And I have Googled it and I still can't get any answers. Someone listening to this might know. Yeah, if you worked on the show or know anything about it, perhaps you are Jenna Coleman and somebody told you. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Rounding up, I think that this is a really great Christmas episode. It is throwaway. True, but when you're hopped up on sugar, full of turkey and mince pies. I'm not sure turkey and mince pies is the best combo, but no, anyway. especially not with gravy. <laughs> yeah. I want turkey on one... I want it all on one plate with gravy. <laughs> anyway, when you are, let's say, off your face with food, <laughs> this is about the level of comprehension that you can manage and for me that's why it's a really solid um christmas episode and if you haven't seen it because i know that there are a lot of people who did sk- i mean everybody says don't skip nine i would say don't skip 12 definitely watch it and give it some time don't let your dislike of clara oswald get in the way 
it's a nice, solid Christmas episode. Yeah, it's a very pleasant watch. And as I bring this Advent special to an end, I just wanted to say thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Tamsin's Mum. <laughs> <laughs> as always it's lovely to hear from you and I know that a lot of the listeners I know a lot of the subscribers have said how much they enjoy listening to you and how much they also enjoy the points that you put across I'm flattered so thank you very much and thank you to everyone that's listening and happy Christmas seasonal festive jollity to all Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day You gave it away